Welcome to the long overdue fifth episode of All Elite Bros. My name is Greg, alongside my brother Nick. This is your home for all things All Elite Wrestling. News, rumors, analysis, opinions, and more. You can follow us on Twitter at bros underscore elite and on Facebook at All Elite Bros. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at alleliteBros at gmail.com. We discuss all the news that is happening in the AEW world, analyze episodes of Dynamite, and preview slash predict what we expect from the next episode of Dynamite. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode five of All Elite Bros. Hey guys, it's Greg from All Elite Bros. Nick and I want to say thank you to you for downloading this podcast i hope you can uh, get some enjoyment out of it in these crazy times with us talking about all the wrestling i know it's a big part of our lives just kind of get our minds off of things and we really love the wrestling product that is being put out by all of the wrestling so if you can please download the next episode and the next episode we want to be more uh, proactive with putting out episodes it's been a long time if you can as well, please subscribe to whatever uh, platform you listen to us on um, and just get the word out there. We really want to push this and make this come, become a successful thing. So thank you once again for downloading. Um, now let's get back into the actual product. All right, let's get started with last week's episode of Dynamite, uh, May the 6th. 2020 the first live episode they've had in about a month or so um the first match that was on was um joey janela versus cody rhodes um what did you think about it nick i thought they were really good and that it really set the tone i guess for the whole first live episode since this whole thing started and really showed Joey Janela's more able to just be more than just a hardcore wrestler. I think you're in love with Joey Janela a lot more than I am, but I thought it was a solid match. Um, I, I just think he's undersized. Um, I don't want to be too critical of him, but it's just not, he's, his personality doesn't fit his wrestling at this moment in AEW. I get how he, is larger than life and done great things on the independence. And he's had those great matches with Kenny Omega Moxley, but it was a solid match and the right person came out uh, with the win and Cody, because, you know, he's the one who's going to be in the TNT championship title match against Lance Archer. So you have to have him win. It was like almost 20 minutes. I believe that match was, it was a solid match. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's nothing that was shocking. I guess the moonsault off the stage from Cody was pretty shocking. But other than that, it was a solid match. Give it, it like a, a B for it. Not that we have to have grades, but that's how I feel about it. I mean, it was a good first match coming back to a live show. Right. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it was good. It set the tone. It was a high, um, hard-hitting match. Good stuff was happening throughout. It wasn't a slow match, so that's what you kind of want, especially after the layoff of live shows. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, the next match was when Nyla Rose came out, which we haven't seen her in. Uh, I'm. Month? I, it, oh, over a month. Over a month. It's easy to say that March 11th, I think, was their last episode. So, it may have been March 11th was the last time we saw her. So, a while since we actually seen her in the ring. 
I mean, it was a squash match. It's what you expect out of a squash match. She beat Kenzie Rowe. I'm sorry, Kenzie Page. Page. I mean, she looked good in it. She looked dominant. She looked powerful, and that's what you want. Um, and we, as we saw in the the uh, little package they had for all the title contenders, it seems like they're trying to repackage how the women's division is, as it's been a work in progress since the beginning. So um, interested in see what happens, but with the match itself, it was fine. You wanted to make your champion look dominant. Yeah, I mean, it was a good match for Nyla to show how dominant she is supposed to be above everybody else in the division. And it was a great way to show. And I feel that their, re- I guess, rebuild of the women's division is on the right track. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, after that match, we had John Moxley versus Kaz. I mean, good good match, hard hitting match, the kind of match you expect from Moxley. It's you're not going to get backflips and things like that. You're going to get a hard hitting, uh, physical matchup. And Kaz, obviously, the professional he is, he knows what he's doing in the ring. Um, gave gave us a hell of a match. We'll get to the shenanigans afterwards. Late after we talk about the match, though. I think the match was great, and it was more not so much more of a showcase for Moxley, but more so that I guess. To show, to remind everybody that how good Kaz is in the ring by himself, not just as a tag team wrestler. Right. Yeah. Because um, I got a feeling this is just my own hunch. I think him and uh, Christopher Daniels are going to be tagging more because I feel Scorpio might be Scorpio Sky might be going on the singles run. But it's neither here nor there. Then after the match, after Kaz wins, or I'm sorry, Kaz wins. After Mox Kaz wins, wins. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't going to happen. I don't. After Mox wins the match, then the Dark Order minions, what are they called? Creepers, whatever they're called. Uh, yeah. They come out and beat, they actually successfully beat up Kaz and Mox. And then, you know, um, uh, Christopher Daniels, Scorpio Sky come out. They get beat up as well. Um, and then uh, Brody Lee comes out and does, does his thing, kind of putting himself as the number one contender. Um, how do you feel about him being the number one contender for the title at double or nothing. I'm, I'm, I got two different opinions. I mean, I like that he's the number one contender, but I still feel it's still a little bit too early in his AEW run to go right to the title hunt already. I can understand why they did it at the same time. Right. I'm kind of conflicted about it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way about it. I don't, who has he beaten to be in that title spot? He's done a lot of squash matches. The be- biggest proponent he's beaten name is Marco Stunt. So I don't get it, really, if AEW's credence, credence for usually a title shot is proving win after win against quality opponents, I would assume. But under these circumstances, everything had to be rushed and everything. I get it. Um, so I understand why they did it. They have some, uh, they've worked together before when they were in WWE. So I'm assuming that they feel like they'll have a good match, a solid match at AEW at uh, Double or Nothing. So it makes sense. I don't think they actually, like on TV, had a one on one encounter ever. Who knows? More Maybe not on TV, but I'm sure they've been in the ring yeah, together. Sure. Yeah, I'm sure they've had them in the house shows. But... Yeah. So uh, that match, and then we had the QT Marshall match versus Lance Archer. I mean, Lance Archer, since he's been there, has looked like such a badass. It's amazing how when you put your mind to it, you can make a person who's already – I mean, 
if you look at him, he looks like somebody who you want is a badass, and he has proven it every time he's been in the ring. Once again with QT Marshall. I think the story here more is what happens afterwards, and shocking to see Jake Roberts there um, afterwards with the snake coming out when Baker beat up uh, Brandy later out, and then Jake puts the snake on her. Little uncomfortable moment for me when he was on top of her. I don't need, think that was needed, <laughs> but um, I guess it got some controversy. Got got wrestling Twitter all up in arms, you know. So, but I like it because I mean, and then they, I like how the 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 announcers really sold that Cody couldn't be there right there because the showers are literally across the field, and I mean it's a football stadium, so it could be across the the whole stadium to get there. So kind of sold it that she couldn't get help. Um, so I like that. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for the TNT championship match. Oh, yeah. They built it up so much. And just how they built up the whole Lance Archer and Jake the Snake going after Cody. And then they throw in the TNT title into the mix with it. It just built it up so well in really just a short amount of time, really. Yeah, absolutely. It's really quick how they did. The storytelling is amazing. Um, what they've gotten out of that really crappy situation with the pandemic and having to record a bunch of shows, they've really got that storyline to the forefront and really excited for it. More than the World Championship, in my opinion. But we have a few weeks, so hopefully Brody Lee and Mox can work on that. But uh, the end of the show was one of the most memorable Street fights, was it? It was a street fight, right? Yeah, street yeah, fight. Yeah, a street fight. Street fight in an arena in a football stadium. Oh, yeah, street fight. So um, uh, just four talented people, the, the sex gods versus um, Kenny Omega and Matt Hardy. Um, one of the things I enjoyed the most was the, the changes in uh, wardrobe and persona that Matt Hardy did throughout the match. Mm-hmm. It was one mat, one spot, and then he came back. He was old school Matt Hardy. Then he went in the ice chest, and then he came out as Damascus. I love that. And then the, the meme that's gone everywhere with, uh, or GIF too, meme and GIF. I think they've been both of Kenny and they've been both. <laughs> running down Sammy Guevara or the, the scissor lift moonsault from Kenny Omega. Just amazing. Just yeah. amazing. It was, it was a wonderful match. I swear I thought they were going to end up on the field at some point because they kept on having it in the background. Yeah, but as I told you, I don't think they're probably like, no, 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 you guys can't be on the grass. Those sporting <laughs> fields are really protective of the grass. Um, from personal experience, I understand that. Uh, so, yeah, it was a great match. So wild and crazy. I loved every second of it. Um, even the the inner circle really winning the match, all five of them getting together and taking out those two and then going towards the field. I like the little video board in the background of the football stadium with inner circle on it. It was a really cool ending with the, the middle finger bombs on from everyone. So I thought it was just a great show. It was a fun show. It it just felt well paced um, and it was quick. And I love that they have a little bit of an audience to give you some kind of like feeling when you're there. It's not very clinical, uh, the show. Yeah, I feel that the way that they have the audience with the good guys on one side, the bad guys on the other, and the audience making, showing that there's an audience still. Showing, also showing that the wrestlers are fans of wrestling still. Yeah, yeah. Like they feel they're supporting the their comrades in action, like, right? Their brothers in arms, or sisters in arms. So it's really nice to see that. And hopefully, uh, well, it definitely will go forward that way. Hopefully it won't only be that way f- 
forever. <laughs> Hopefully in the near future, we'll get oh, to have yeah. some fans in the crowd. I mean, not too early, obviously. We want to be cautious with that. But once, once again, great show from All of Your Wrestling on May 6th. All right, let's talk about uh, this week's episode of Dynamite on May the 13th. Um, Let's talk about what's expected on the show. Obviously, there could be surprises, but they already have five matches that are expected to take place. So I'm guessing that's going to be what we're going to see. Maybe other things added, obviously, in a couple of segments. Actually, six matches. I'm sorry. Um, So first match I have on my card is Brody Lee versus Christopher Daniels. Obviously, this is just going to give uh, Brody Lee a little more of a name that he's beating um, because obviously uh, the Dark Order have been feuding with SCU for the past, I don't know, three, four months in some sort of, sort of manner. So I would expect that to be the same thing um, in this match. Absolutely. I feel like this match is just to get Brody Lee over more and show that he's fighting more than just squash matches. You can get over on a bigger name, a more well-known name. Mm-hmm. And from Brody Lee even <clears throat> first appeared in AEW, was talking down to Christopher Daniels saying he was an old man. He's not the first old man that didn't believe in him. Yeah, that shot at uh, McMahon. Um, so, yeah, and then obviously it's probably going to end bad with either the Dark Order, like minions coming in and beating the crap out of them. I'm assuming SCU will probably get involved, and obviously the champ will come out as well. But we'll see what happens um, with that. So I think it'll be just what you expect. You want Brody Lee to go over, and you want a dominant win over somebody that has a name going into uh, Double or Nothing versus Mox. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, Jurassic Express with Marco Stunt in the corner versus Best Friends with Orange Cassidy in the corner. So here's my thing. I get Best Friends did an amazing job during all these recorded things. They were like the only tag team that was a full tag team and group there the whole time. And I like them a lot. However, I think there's so much potential in Jurassic Express. And I, as a fan, am getting frustrated with um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus losing all the time. I need them to win this match. Now, it would make sense because Jungle Boy is facing MJF at the pay-per-view to get him a win. So I hope it's a fun match. I know it will. Everyone in that match I like. But I really want Jurassic Express to win. I feel that you're right about everything with Lucha Express. and It's it's wearing down on me as a fan, them losing all the, whenever there's a big match happening. Yeah, they they only get wins on dark. Right. And I feel that you're right. They do need a win, but I don't, I feel that this match might end up in shenanigans because of the match versus MJF. Maybe. I don't know because AEW doesn't really like doing that. Like they'll do stuff after the bell, usually. You know what I mean? The match will be over and then something happens. They're not a big fan on that. I understand what you're saying, but also this is MJF who is the perfect heel. So it would be more like his character to have the guy he's about to face cost him the match. Maybe. I, I, don't, I would think it's after, but that's, yeah, it could happen. If, if it's going to be someone, it's going to be MJF to do that where it screws somebody in a match. Right, like him and Ward, Ward will just end up on the stage, come out, and just 
Yeah. Not even uh, do anything, just interact, just right. like mess it up. Mm. Right, not actually get into involved in the match, but throw off Jungle Boy to get them. Right, it could be. I I just really want Jurassic Express to win. <laughs> That's right. just a, a selfish thing on my part. Um, then the next match is a fatal four-way match in the women's division, where Tikaro Shida versus Pen- Penelope Ford versus Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. So I, well, you know what? Let me know what you think first, Nick. I am tired of waiting for Sheeta to go up against the champion. I am sick of them just push, showing Sheeta and showing how great she is, and then bleh. Oh, I think she's seeing Nyla Rose had uh, double or nothing. Christine pay-per-view do you really want her to be the one who t- faces her again i think that's kind of lame um do you, you, penelope ford Britt baker both heels why would you put them in a match on a pay-per-view versus nyla rose with little time to uh set up a storyline where it could make sense so i just think Sheeta needs we'll get the win either pin statlander or ford i don't think they want to pin Britt baker or at least that i don't think they should have Britt baker take the pin because she's so over and then you can even turn that pivot that into a Britt Baker Chris Statlander storyline, but uh, I think she does wins and this makes her the number one contender, and she will have that title match um, at Double or Nothing. I sort of agree with you. I feel she is going to win. I feel she's also going to pin Penelope Ford. And I, oh yeah, I could see that. I kind of see that Penelope Ford will cost Sheeta the world title at Double or Nothing. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Maybe. But let's get into our those predictions later. But yeah, it could be. I, I mean, they I just from the video package, they see a lot in her. So I get it why they would want to uh uh in, in Penelope Ford, I'm saying. So I can see she's got a lot of talent. Um I mean she can do those moves, just gotta get the whole um thing together where it's complete, right? The psychology behind right. part of it and everything. I think she has. I ha, she has it. It's just growing into that, and that's a lot of the characters in AEW Women's Division is people growing into their characters. Yeah, that's true. Um, then um, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete, aka Shug D. I mean, he should just go with Pineapple Pete. Forget the other part because Chris Jericho put him over, and even if he's not in AEW, when the Indies start coming up again, he's going to get some bookings just being Pineapple Pete. And obviously, I think Jericho's going to win this. It's not even going to be a squash match, right? Pineapple P will get a couple moves in. Jericho wins. I don't know if it's going to be a squash match. I feel that Pineapple, Pineapple P, a.k.a. Shug D, has something to prove to Chris Jericho that he's not just some dude in a pineapple shirt. Oh, okay. I get that, but he's not going to be on the roster. This is obviously a great opportunity and exposure for him, but Chris Jericho is not going to, I don't know, he's going to help put him over a little bit, and then Jericho is going to win easily. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, a little contention from Nick. He didn't like that one. All right, and then uh, uh, MJF is also going to have a match. It doesn't say an opponent, so I'm going to assume it's just going to be – one one of the, like the independents they've been independent wrestlers they've been using the past uh, month. I have like the captain. Yeah, somebody. I'm I'm not sure who. It's just gonna get him over. 
he's going to win. He's going to cut a great promo after probably or before. Who knows? But yeah, that's what MJF is going to do. Um, also, there's going to be an interview with Jake Roberts and Lance Archer. I'm sure that's going to be great. I mean, Jake's great at what he does, and he's going to make me excited. He's going to creep me out a little bit. And then Lance Archer, I like the strong, silent type. He has done a few like things on his own, especially since uh, Jake was out of uh, the promotion that past month because of the recording. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's just going to be Jake talking, building up the whole match and everything, and then Lance Archer just saying everybody dies. Yeah, yeah. And that's a good thing. I'm not, I'm not try, we're not trying that's to undersell thing. it. It's going to be good. <laughs> um, and then the I guess, I'm guessing the main event's going to be uh, Kenny Omega, Matt Hardy versus Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz. I could see it going either way where – one win, the uh, the the Omega and Hardy win, or I can see Inner Circle winning again and just keep on getting those losses on until it comes to a exclamation point at double or nothing, where I think they're going to have some kind of like a, a match at the Hardy Compound. Uh, I don't know if it's going to build to that or if they're just going to keep building to blood and guts. I think that's always going to be an underlying theme is the blood and guts until they can actually do blood and guts. You know what I mean? Like that's always going to be there simmering under the surface. Cause I don't think that's happening until they can get a crowd. Oh, absolutely. But I think that that's one thing that this whole pandemic I think has helped is them building blood and guts even more and having a bigger build to it. Yeah. It's, it's going to explode. It's going to be amazing. Although I think it would have been amazing anyway, if it took place in March. Um, but yeah, it, it looks that way. Um, I don't know who's going to win. It could go either way. I'm, I, I'll pick, I'll pick Omega and Hardy <laughs> just to even it up. I think it's going to be, see, I've been trained by no. the other WWE that like, you always want to go one and one and then a third. So you know what? I changed my mind. As I said, I'm like, I hate what I just said. <laughs> Proud and powerful Santana Ortiz. They're going to get the win. Keep in the wins on. That's why like when people say about like Cody and Darby, like Darby should have won. No, that's not how it works. They're going to keep, he's going to lose. And then when he finally beats Cody, that's when the crowd's going to go crazy. And you wait until there's a crowd for that moment. That was just me going out. On I, think it, I think also what you're saying about Cody and Darby, it's going to mean something more. Like there's going to be something else on the line besides just another match. Yeah. Like there's going to be a title on the but line. But I, you knew with, honestly, with the storytelling of Cody, it doesn't even have to be a title. They can make it mean something without it. That's true. But I think that that would just add yeah, to it. Absolutely. Not so. Um, yeah. So that's what we think and kind of a preview of what's going to happen on May 13th for AW dynamite. All right. So double or nothing is taking shape while uh, we already have Brody Lee versus, um, Moxley for the championship, uh, AEW championship, and we have for the TNT championship, Lance Archer versus Cody. And they also have this six-man ladder match for a future shot at the W uh, at the AEW title. Um, so for right now, there's confirmed is Colt Cabana as the recording of this podcast and uh, Darby Allen. Okay, so those are two. So then we thought we'd have a little fun with them. We said, what are the other four? Let's we're going to go with the ones for AW in AW who you think will be there. And then what we said, why not go a little crazy and say someone who's non AW and non WWE current roster. Would you want in the match? 
and you can go first, Nick. All right, here we go with the wild ones or lovely matches that we would have by this was booked. Mm-hmm. But Brian Cage, because okay. he's a machine. There you go. Uh, Jeff Cobb, because mm-hmm. he's just a monster. And we saw a little bit of him in AEW, and I think he's a good fit in AEW. Okay. Rusev. Rusev or whatever he goes by. Yeah. Whatever his name is now, but I would love to see him in AEW and just be able to do what he can do. Right. What they had him doing at the beginning of his WWE career and then then pooed all over him. Okay. That's one way to put it. Okay. And then I know this one's reaching, never going to happen, but I picked Tanahashi. Cool. Okay. Yeah. I want Tanahashi. The, I want the ace in AEW. <laughs> well, wouldn't we all want the ace in there? Um, so, all right. So that's that would be a great one. Um, all right. So you want me to know my four now, right? Yeah. Um, so I thought I'd start with the MLW world champion, Jacob Fatu. Yes. <laughs> I knew that was going to get you. So I thought Jacob Fatu would be amazing in this match. It would be so cool to see that big guy in that match. Such a talented wrestler. Um, obviously, he's going to be making big money wherever he signs, either AEW or WWE, whenever his contract ends. I know he just signed with MLW, a longer-term deal, but he's fantastic. Um, then I went Impact here and went Sammy Callahan because that guy's crazy. And I, Are you I seriously just aiming at me now. <laughs> I'm trolling you right now. Yeah. Um, Sammy Callahan. And then I'm like, hey, well, why don't we have one of uh, uh, BTE guys? Let's have Marty, Marty Skrull. Let's get him out there for the match. Why not? It'll be a hell of a match. We know he can do ladder matches. Um, and then I went over to Japan and said, let's get Kota Ibushi over here and let's have him in the match. I mean, you put those four with, with Darby Allen and Cole Cabana. I mean, it's going to be a, a crazy, crazy match because, frankly, I don't trust Sammy Callahan. Um, no one does. Yeah, and I don't trust Ibushi. He likes to drop people on their heads. <laughs> Not on purpose. Well, it's kind of – it's close. It depends on who it is, right? So that would be good. Um, also, now I, as I'm saying, Will Ospreay would have been a great fit too, but – yeah, I brain farted on that one. All right, so that was the fun one. Now let's do the one we think they're actually going to be in the match. Want me to go first or you? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, I pick Luchasaurus to go in because I feel like this will be a big breakout match for him if he's in it. And I mean, he's had great matches and everything, but they're all been tag matches. Yeah, there's been very few moments where he's got to be just by himself. Yeah. Right. I feel this would be a great breakout for him. I also pick Joey Janela because he just likes to get thrown into things. Right. He's a glutton for punishment. And also in that aspect, I pick Jimmy Havoc. I, I, I'm surprised. It doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me at all that you pick Jimmy Havoc. And then I shot for the moon with this last pick I picked. I picked Nick Jackson because he's a freak. Yeah, athlete and amazing in ladder matches. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be. I mean, he's amazing. That Lucha Bros 
Young Bucks ladder match at All Out last year was, I mean, the craziest, crazy of crazy. Um. So, uh, so that's that's your four. So your four is that's my four. Run them off quick. Luchasaurus, Joey Janela, ha- Jimmy Havoc, and Nick Jackson. And Nick Jackson. All right. So mine, I'm going to start with Sammy Guevara because he'll be great in a ladder match. And we saw him and Darby get a ladder before the match and crush it. He didn't. <laughs> uh, no, that was a real ladder. Luchasaurus, just like you said, um, just a dominant guy that needs a chance to shine. I went Wardlow as well. Really? Well, yeah, I think him him throwing people around, just being a bad MFer would be great. I mean, I think he he can do some stuff. Um, and I enjoy, I enjoy when he's on the screen. He really um, is talented. You can see the athleticism from him in that 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 uh, cage match he had with Cody in that high pressure situation to be your debut match. He did amazing, and then he's squashing squashing people over the last few weeks too. So I just think he'd be great in the match. And then I, I want Orange Cassidy. The more Orange Cassidy, the better. So if I can get him in the match, it's always a good thing. So. So mine are Sammy Guevara, Luchasaurus, Wardlow, Orange Cassidy. I'd be happy with those. I'd be happy with the ones you picked as well. I mean, I know it's going to be a good match with people doing the best of their abilities to make it look amazing. So I'm not really concerned about who gets in it, but I'm just concerned for their safety. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Once again, you can follow us on Twitter at bros underscore elite and on Facebook at all elite bros. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at all elite bros at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to the fifth episode of all elite bros. We'll see you next time. Goodbye and good night. Bang.